My name's Bond. 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 James Bond. My name is Thornhill. Roger Thornhill. He's never been anything else. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Queen is Dead. I'm Sanjeet. I have Dhruv with me. And today we have a very special guest on our show, Amartya Acharya. And uh, he's a, he's for people who will uh, check out this uh, podcast through Facebook would probably know Amartya is famous for his reviews everywhere, like on literally every possible blog or <laughs> publication. So yeah, Amartya, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Amartya. Amartya Acharya. I, I have been writing reviews like a maniac for the past one and a half years. And, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently people are liking it. So mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> so cool. And yeah, it's it's a hobby. And I have been doing this besides my other work. I am currently pursuing my PhD. It's it's going pretty well, to be honest. And I'm also mm-hmm. having I'm also doing a, some a side side business as well our family mm. cafe which is currently in my hometown so i'm busy with that as well to some extent so mm-hmm. that's how it's going and yeah but this thing is very i'm very focused on this currently believe it or not it's a hobby mm. i don't know i know nobody believes that yeah. <laughs> i don't believe it for sure <laughs> i mean I if, if you, even if it is a hobby it'll probably not remain just a hobby after yeah, after yeah. Like some time right so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but sorry for pronouncing your name uh, wrong because i I'm, i know i'm going to get it wrong even like later on also a more i don't know how to do it i'll just call it, you amartya it's it's been bengali it's amurto on english it's oh. amartya it's fine I'll stick, stick with English you yeah, yeah. I'll stick with English because I, I'm going to say it wrong most of the time. Yeah. But yeah, you you write for a lot of publications, right? Uh, high on films and uh, popcorn pixels and all, right? Yeah, I won't say I won't say a lot of them. I will say mm-hmm. yeah, high on films. I have been writing the most regularly. Mm-hmm. Popcorn pixel a close second, and there is another blog by a friend of mine called A Cinephile. I have been sometimes mm-hmm. publishing on that as well. but mostly i've been writing on letterbox because i mm. i absolutely love the app and <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah yeah no no i really like your reviews that is why i mean that is like a very good insight into a lot of gives a lot of insight into a lot of films so yeah i mean it's great um so yeah we'll just jump in jump into today's topic which is the new bond film which is uh, no time to die which is in theaters and uh, yeah i mean i love going to theater so i mean why wouldn't i go so i'll just jump into this yeah, i mean my... you you have to plug this right every episode <laughs> i love going to theaters <laughs> okay obviously i mean i am going to push my agenda everywhere yeah, <laughs> uh, my agenda my agenda is entirely different on that regard because <laughs> i went to the theater to watch this morning at 10 o'clock the uh-huh. theater theater was almost empty there were i think three or four kids there mm-hmm. yeah. i think I was watching that. The usher in the theater was watching another video on his mobile with full volume. Oh my god! And I was like, I was thinking, <laughs> we have headphones, man. Use the effing headphones if you have to. So all it proves to me is that I, this is why I don't like going to theaters. 
otherwise like bond is just like as good as any um but yeah i think i really liked no time to die more than i did uh, specter in a way um so i think looking at the last craig's films and all of that i mean it doesn't live up to whatever skyfall was which i think is another level of standard but i quite enjoyed um, no time to die which i think was the objective anyway right i mean um i didn't i so there's also this thing like the last especially the last three films the, the sam mendes films and this one um both skyfall and specter and no time to die it was more like they they were individual films as well as they paid homage to the earlier bond films as well right which sort of is is like fan service but it's like fan service done well it's not like throw away moments like which is in most star wars movies with to say so to say Oh or, like, <laughs> or like or oh like any other you know franchise which you know is is more like fan service and all of that i mean there is fan service in this but it's not like in your face so to say um so i mean yeah i enjoyed quite a lot i mean um, it's not like it's so the, a lot of the problem which people had with specter was that it was like conflicted with its ideas of does it want to be a personal story or does it have to be a bombastic spy action film right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which i think it bettered no time to die um in in a lot of ways um obviously i love the references from from the olia films which which it referenced my my one of my favorite favorite bond films which is honor majesty secret service i mean not just in terms of um like the characterization and the whole romantic track but in terms of like the soundtrack which is used in a couple of places Yeah. Uh, as well um so i mean i loved it so yeah i mean these are like my initial thoughts on it um amartya you go ahead yeah uh i think this is no casino royale this is no skyfall mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is i think yeah. much much better than specter and mm-hmm. this is definitely if specter would if specter was the swan song that it was originally intended to be it would have been a very disappointing one for so, sure yeah in that regard i think no time to die succeeds quite well hmm that's the distinction as a swan song it is excellent hmm like a goodbye to this iteration of bond it is excellent as hmm. a movie as a <clears throat> plot based <throat> movie it is decent as a mm. plot the main plot is decent at best mm. that's the distinction i think we we all agree on right because mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i mean i i'm not i'm the not big james bond person i guess i've i've only i started watching james bond since the craig era mm-hmm. and i've only watched his his films i i had planned to watch all of them before this one but <laughs> that was not possible uh so but but i did rewatch all of his all of craig's films and uh, it's like mm. to me like his films are like there's a trilogy of films and then there's specter and no time to die like i think those first three films 
have a proper character journey from one place to the end point i think skyfall mm-hmm. is the end point for me where mm-hmm. it feels like if you're going to send off someone that's like the send off point for me because that film is a lot about like finality of the 007 era and like how it means to exist within this changing environment of you know digital dystopia and like mm-hmm. everyone that's the whole that's a recurring theme that is there in the <laughs> next two bonds but i don't think it's yeah. integrated nearly as well but so i think my problem uh, with both specter less so with no time to die is uh, i always question what are we knowing or like what is bond exactly here like that's my big mm. question with it like i'm i'm confused about it i'm not conflicted which is a very different thing conflicted mm-hmm. would mean that i think he's the they are doing something very like interesting and something different with it but i think here i don't know if he's gotten over his past if he's not gotten over his past is he happy is he sad? like you know there's that i'm confused as to what craig is supposed to do which i wasn't in the first three iterations of craig's bond that being said i think uh, mm-hmm. no time to die is entertaining as amartya said and as sanjeet also said and mm-hmm. it's i think the the less serious it takes itself the more mm-hmm. i enjoy mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah. yeah. the beginning 30 to 40 minutes are great like anada amas oh, probably needs to be in the yeah, yeah. in the whole Absolutely. film i would i would yeah. happily have that dynamic between both of them mm. uh but like on the whole by the end i was fairly exhausted but le- again less everything less so than specter which i just rewatched <laughs> before this exactly 20 minutes before this i finished uh, specter and i was about to sleep uh, so <laughs> So yeah, uh, I, that, those were my like initial thoughts. Uh, yeah. So okay. Uh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the writers. Uh, there are two writers in the Bond movies since the '90s who have been yeah. in crafting these Bond movies. Like yeah. the first writer who had written the Bond movies until the '80s was Richard Nebo. Okay, mm-hmm. Richard Nebom was always accompanied by other writers in the movies, yeah. but he was the one who created the plots. Mm-hmm. In the nineties, in the nineties came Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. Robert Wade, yeah. yeah. These two writers created the basic plots of the movie, mm-hmm. but that's all they did. Mm-hmm. The interesting things are the other writers who came in. So for mm-hmm. Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, it was I think Paul Haggis or some. Like, all hagas for both of them yeah both, both of, them, of them yeah yeah so casino royal casino royal became casino royal i strongly believe it became casino royal because of all hagas mm-hmm. okay. okay there is a reason why that movie just works on every mm-hmm. single level the screenplay mm-hmm. is fantastic and the direction is excellent mm-hmm. yeah But i think one of the biggest reasons why that movie does is does so well is because of all hagas mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace is a separate story altogether because <laughs> Quantum mm, yeah was... the writers strike and everything exactly exactly yeah. so Quantum mm. was like Paul Haggis literally wrote the screenplay then he <laughs> left the screenplay in the table and then he walked out to the writer strike with the signed mm. that that was literally yeah. how it happened so mm. and then Daniel Craig mm. came in and wrote parts of the script or something this was the rumor so mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah that's what I read as well yeah it's a mess. Mm. So when Skyfall came about, the guy who they hired was John Logan. Now mm. 
John Logan, if you check his work, he did yeah. Penny Dreadful. <clears throat> Penny Dreadful is Penny Dreadful is a show which is very much focused on uh, ancient literature or classic English mm. literature. This yeah. is a guy, this is a guy who loves to look back mm. and update things to their modern audiences as well. Mm. So when John Logan came in, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade created the plot, but then John Logan. This is again my opinion. I don't know mm. Mr. Logan. I'm a huge fan, Mr. Logan. If you're listening to this, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. But just saying, mm. I truly believe that John Logan was the person who actually introduced all those elements which were mm. like callbacks, like the Aston Martin, mm. the, yeah, yeah, all the all of those stuff. And mm. Skyfall became that because of Skyfall became that because there was a fine balance. between mm-hmm. both the looking back as well as the updating and Update, yeah. mm-hmm. honestly speaking there was an excuse for that right because it was mm-hmm. 2012 it was 50 years of the bond franchise so they yeah, had, yeah. they had a legit excuse to look back mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. And yeah unfortunately i can't exactly defend specter yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i like the movie don't get me wrong i like the movie mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. it is extremely ambitious because it tries to connect all the other mm-hmm. two movies in, yeah. a single, in a single movie and yeah i and the problem is it did not do it very coherently definitely yeah mm. plus there was also a thing like the oh god should we get into this like the yeah yeah the Go for whatever Yeah. yeah, the Spectre debacle, uh, the Kevin McClory and Eon Productions debacle due to which Spectre wasn't used. You know this, Sanjeev. Oh yeah, there was some controversy. You can't, they couldn't use the older property yeah, yeah. rights and all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh yeah. So like, okay, I'll get into this later. I'll get into this. <laughs> It's a long, convoluted, and ultimately extremely dumb controversy. But anyway, hmm. so, so. <laughs> <laughs> they got the rights in 2013 to Spectre. Mm. They finally got the rights. Mm. So they were like, they were so excited. They were like, "Yes, we are using Spectre in the new movie. Yes, and we are mm. going to connect everything to Spectre because that's mm. our big bad. We <laughs> haven't used him for 30 years. We are going to use him now. <laughs> Too much excitement and not exactly enough planning. So, mm. and it became bloated as a result. Absolutely, yeah. Plus, uh, Craig also had a broken foot throughout the movie, and <laughs> that kind of shows. Hmm. I mean, <clears throat> kudos to the guy. He shot the entire film with the broken foot. That entire terror sequence is him walking with a broken foot. So, <clears throat> but yeah, that entire movie. I don't know. This is completely my view. That entire movie kind of became slow. It's like <clears throat> it's too slow, to be honest with you. Uh, Even in the mm-hmm. action set pieces, in the last scene, the helicopter is just standing there, flying, just looking at them, and I'm like, do something, do something. <laughs> uh, that's that's like one of the few times when I've actually wanted people to like cut faster, like in the editing room. I'm exactly. like, just cut through some of this, like yeah, just yeah, go yeah. go through like it, like quicker, and it's. Yeah, it's yeah. in what in skyfall what feels like super deliberate like i think it's mendes's direction only like yeah, in skyfall yeah, yeah. there's mendes like enough material to support you know that yeah, slower yeah. pace and like all that but yeah. like 
Yeah. Here it's like so like there is nothing after a point you're just like why are we like just sticking around to like that one composition? Yeah, they are like, yeah they are like they are like lingering too much on some yeah. of the shots. That mm. is the reason why people got so exhausted after a while. Yeah. And mm. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and then we come to this movie and this movie I think this movie has a trouble history in and of itself. So I think. Danny Boyle. Danny mm. Boyle was supposed to direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the screenwriter who was supposed to be with Danny oh, Boyle. His, his, uh, his writer word. only. Usual yeah. writers only. Yeah, Hodge, I think. Some uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoever it is. Uh, yeah. So there was a script for that. So Neil Purvis and Robert Payne had already written the script. One script was already mm. written. Then mm. Danny Boyle comes in, completely chucks the script, and yep. then he writes a separate script with Hodge. Mm. Then came that dreaded creative differences mm. <laughs> due to which they went away. And then Fukunaga comes in and both Broccoli, Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson takes out the Purvis and Wade script and then hires Fukunaga to direct it. And mm. if you notice a bit, Fukunaga also has a screenplay grade. Yeah. Fukunaga also has a screenplay grade. So, uh, and to be very honest with you, unlike the Logan, unlike John Logan and Jess Butterworth's like contributions to the movie, which you know you can actually see some of those moments, you can actually feel like John Logan's contribution to the movie or Jess mm. Butterworth's contribution to the movie. I mm. wasn't exactly sure what was Fukunaga's contribution to the screenplay per se. I don't know, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phoebe Waller Bridge rewrite, I actually saw through hmm. the humor okay. is very Phoebe Waller which hmm. oh god hmm. that scientist the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, that scientist. what scientist is this uh, oh the, oh, the, ra- the, oh, the beginning yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh god oh, that scientist okay. that scientist cracking those jokes <laughs> is oh, that god. Waller Bridge I would uh, really I thought that was uh, the only scene I could detect Waller Bridge in like properly was the Q scene like the one where hmm. uh that's what I where, thought as well. Where uh, Daniel Craig they go and to his Mani house. Pani go to his house for like mm. for the first. That was the one I was like, oh, okay. This I suspected. Like... I suspected it's Waller Bridge because mm. uh, Waller Bridge was supposed to come in and work on the dialogue. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was a that was her contribution apparently. Don't believe mm. the news. Don't believe the news. Apparently, she don't mm. half of the plot anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the humor was very, I don't know, very sarcastic, very fleabag. And mm. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's a good thing in certain respects. Mm. All the mm. women characters have agency, which is mm. yeah, really more so than before. Yeah. Believe it or not, that wasn't exactly the best characteristics of the Bond movies because mm. women characters did not have too much agency before. Mm. But mm. in this movie, they have quite a lot of agency. So I would mm. say that's a huge plus. I but can yeah. I interject? Sorry, one second. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Mm. But agency, the, the problem with this whole agency thing from for me in No Time to Die is that it feels like they have written characters just for that. Though. Like I would compare yeah. this to like Eva Green in Casino Royale, who I think is the best female per character in all the Bond films I've seen, the Craig Bond films. By far. Yeah. And she has that 
impact of i think her memory and her emotional impact reverberates through all the films like all of them. if <clears throat> if if the if in this film they say uh, and in this film they are introducing us in the beginning about the fact that you know he hasn't gotten over vesper i can mm. believe that considering his relationship with uh, eva green in that film was that complicated yeah. uh, i think uh, but mm-hmm. in this the other female characters see anna anna damas i love and i think her character is just a great addition to the film regardless of like you know agency and all that mm-hmm. that's fine but like all mm-hmm. the other characters in this like especially the lashan lynch character she's oh, yeah. good but oh, yeah. but her sort of like just it's very abrasive how overtly these mm-hmm. films are like showing this uh oh look mm. it's like the oh look we are doing this which to yeah. me is always like why like why are you like making such a concentrated effort but thankfully mm-hmm. yeah thankfully though i don't think it completely goes there like yeah. i literally wrote in my review because i can't help it i literally mm-hmm. wrote in my review no time to die doesn't start a culture war doesn't yeah. start mm-hmm. it could yeah. have mm-hmm. it very well could have but it didn't Mm-hmm. which is good they yep. stop themselves from going to start there yeah. they could have mm-hmm. done that but mm-hmm. yeah uh, but uh, the thing which i absolutely loved about no time to die is fukunaga's direction mm mm-hmm. yeah jaw dropping direction those action sequences are spectacular i mean mm-hmm. the forest sequences just uh, the mm-hmm. first 30 minutes First thirty yeah. minutes is amazing, and the forest yeah, yeah. sequence is fantastic. Mm. It looks fantastic that entire yeah. forest sequence. So yeah, and have you guys seen his other work before this? I have not seen any Fukunaga film. Two Detectives, Two Detectives season one. Oh, he yeah. did Two Detectives. He directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the whole season. Okay, yeah, okay, the whole okay. season. Okay, okay, that yeah. too I have also seen. Yeah, yeah, that's why the single take. that mm. Mm. the whole single take stare yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. people were going to people would have said you know that david leach of john wick or you know all the other guys did that then you remember that it's there in true detective also no exactly true detective did that that yeah. entire courtyard <laughs> at an entire suburb house connection that courtyard scene yeah 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 that was fantastic yeah work. yeah yeah so yeah and yeah but uh, it feels like uh okay so about the honor majesty secrets of this thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, extremely i mean i think both fukunaga and waller bridge were extremely inspired by honor majesty secret service mm-hmm. you can literally feel that in the music <laughs> like when bond I mean, said it, it, it ends with the yeah, same yeah. song right louis armstrong yeah uh, yeah when bond so, yeah. says right when bond says in the first scene with madling holding his arm and he's driving he says we have all the time yeah, in the world we have all the time in the world yeah <laughs> yeah and mm. madling's music is literally traces music of one honor majesty secret service traces music mm. theme mm. and the ohms theme song plays in the background most of the time especially when aim is debriefing bond about all of that Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They they met meet near the riverside. Right? Yeah, yeah. That music is that's playing. The... You can distinctly hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the opening so, song so, for. Wait. So you guys, because you guys kind of recognize these references, right? I have not seen mm. any of yeah, the yeah. previous ones before. Mm. So I just want to ask, how does that like impact? Because there's definitely a different impact for me 
who's not listened to these references right because mm-hmm. for me it was mm-hmm. like whatever it was mm-hmm. i'll come to it later but the romance is is one mm-hmm. of my problems with it because i have never mm-hmm. connected with uh, leia sedu and uh, mm-hmm. daniel craig uh, bond mm-hmm. but like what do these uh, musical references do like what do is- they like just comfort you or like do they just like prepare you for like so like you know the ending do you like just get to get a indication of where it's headed so uh, so you'll be like uh comforted uh, it or what, okay. what is the effect is i mean um so here's what i think um hmm. first of all there it's the whole nostalgia tag that is add, added to it right i mean which okay. is not wrong i mean right um yeah. you can do that to any any franchise or any film that you would like right mm-hmm. um with me it is more to do with because i've seen everything i've loved everything um hmm. i mean it's a childhood thing right that's yeah. the whole point and so so what happens is with this film when romance the, the kind of romance that probably doesn't work for you works for me purely because of the reason that it is attached to the whole earlier film this is just my opinion mm. on it okay? okay i could be wrong you know uh, mm. i'm not saying so uh, the whole honor majesty secret service is one of my favorite bond movies amongst the other i mean people don't rate uh, i mean people forget about that film completely most of the time because i think it didn't do well that time and neither do people rate george lazenby as a bond i mean the people don't even remember his name right mm. um for me it was more to do with i mean see you if you've seen on a majesty secret service you'd probably know the ending as well right i mean it's the same shot looks like almost a similar location where oh yeah definitely Yeah. where they shot the ending sequence for honor majesty secret service which it begins with uh, our no time to die mm-hmm. so i was kind of so what you think is the spoilery ending for me it wasn't because i i was sort of already prepared mentally for that okay. because i thought it would probably go in that way and not in the direction that you guys might have thought it would right like what we discussed before uh, the recording which we'll come to later on when we discuss spoilers mm-hmm. um so that way i was slightly prepared because i was completely in for the the quote and quote swan song uh, for james bond in a way no, but so i i would i just I thought mean, swan song I, I, could mean like I mean, different things not like actual things, yeah. swan song like <laughs> no no it could <laughs> like, it could <laughs> i mean it could i mean this this is just what i how i perceive this film as i mean you know oh. and what these references do is they also add to the whole experience somewhat for See, this is what I was telling about fan service, right? I mean, this is fan service for me personally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much it does for anyone else or any other fan. It mm. it works for me in that way. I mean, the whole Doctor No thing. If you if you've seen Doctor No, it mm. begins with those red dots, uh, which it uses in the opening, the opening credits. Yeah. For no time to die as well. The whole Cuba j- sort of Jamaica thing, which mm. is also like you know, looking back at Doctor No or. Yeah. whatever you want to look i mean this is what skyfall inspector did it also i mean not to say that they didn't do that, it yeah but skyfall yeah, so, did it the best amongst them okay so basically my point was basically yeah. like you know i while watching skyfall inspector there weren't i think i don't think there were enough moments in which i was like you know even till you didn't till i actually read amartya's first paragraph and i was like oh i didn't know there were like this many it was reference heavy <laughs> in this way but like mm-hmm. my my big point with this is like sometimes what happens is like if i'm not aware of the whole bond franchise right uh mm. i would think that the best films would work without or like would not have that yeah. much of a big uh okay where did he go big <laughs> impact he'll he'll come back he'll come back i think he, he had some uh, issue that way but yeah, uh, yeah. 
No, I think it's just uh, with uh, with most of the things that are like great or like have some some semblance of you know uh, their own identity more so than most of the other films. I would think that the reference would be references wouldn't have that big an impact like Sanjeet was saying. I would think that you guys, I would think that you guys should be the target audience for all the Bond movie franchises because hmm. that's what uh, that's what those, these movies should be, right? Yeah. Unless I told you that. Honor Majesty Secret Service had so much musical motifs and so much of them was was in No Time to Die. You mm. did not know that, right? But you still yeah. enjoyed the movie, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So those references are for people who have seen the franchise in their entirety or know that. But mm. the movies should and ideally should always stand on their own. Yeah. And the no, references uh, should not be heavy. Yeah. Spectators. I, I, Spectre's big problem was the, it was very 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 referential. Okay, but but it still didn't work for the for for you as much, right? Like even yeah, if yeah. it was reference heavy. Yeah, like yeah. it was so reference heavy that it almost alienated the core audience. It's like hmm. remember the Blofeld's layer and Spectre. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that was very comic book like, right? Yeah. A meteor created a crater in which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it had a definite like much more, and even his performance actually. Uh, Christoph Waltz was. I yeah. mean, all of the, all of the villains are generally a little amped up, but I think mm-hmm. uh, actually in this we'll we'll get to Rami Malek also later. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but but he was also very amped up that way. But the only actually amped up performance in one of the James Bond Bond films that's really worked for me is. Uh, Harvey about him. I mean, Madge Mikkelsen. I would think is more. Rest- I mean, comparatively restrained, which is like saying like, which is yeah. yeah I mean, he's not restrained, but like he in in comparison to the other people. But Bardem has like a real like like but he's Bardem's, really performing. But he's yeah, Bardem's good. performance is theatrical, but his theatricality yeah. is like menacing to an extent. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, he can do literally anything. Right? I mean, insanity. There is an insanity working there. Absolutely no no that's like I was I rewatched it Lord yesterday day before and it was just uh, he's scary to watch yeah which is which watch. which is the thing I guess which is missing for me in both Spectre and No Time to Die also like it's yeah uh, like maybe uh, in Quantum of Solace actually uh, we we basically like our this this uh, like remove that movie from discussion somehow but it's actually a very critical movie in terms of plot to a lot of these. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you consider Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace to be one movie, yeah, it works. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine, imagine Quantum of Solace to be like to be a DLC to a mm-hmm. game. Casino yeah, Royale yeah, yeah. is the main game. Quantum of Solace is the DLC content. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I completely agree. I rewatched uh, both of them back to back, and it Quantum of Solace worked like infinitely more for me than it a- exactly. ever has before. Yeah, because it's like a proper continuation, like thematic continuation of whatever Bond uh, is about in the first film, also. But, uh, but that's the thing, right? You, I remember, I just remembered you saying like, uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall. You consider it a trilogy. Hmm. Then Spectre, then No Time to Die. Yes, that's I how that, I have I viewed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my hmm. view is my view is Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. That's it. Okay, and then okay. That's yeah, it. and that's the duology, and the rest make the trilogy. Got it. Got yeah, it. because mm-hmm. because from Skyfall, you can feel that, or you can feel this fantasy. The Craig era was supposed to be the reboot, mm-hmm. but from Skyfall, you can feel this fantasy looking back. 
Mm-hmm. Referencing previous events. Mm-hmm. So from that thematic angle, these three movies are kind of. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the only reason I looked at Skyfall more in the vein of the other two is, uh, I think the Bond character. Right? I was following a lot of how Bond was operating. So in the first film, he had. Uh, I think you had also written this. I read your Casino Royale review on uh, Letterboxd. <laughs> that uh he is ai like he's like an ai daniel terminator, craig yeah. yeah terminator in the beginning of the sec- beginning section of the film then he turns into someone more empathetic and like just he melts a little bit mm. like his is uh, artificiality melts and then mm. in the end he becomes like this bitter uh version of the ai mm. like he can express but like he is like really bitter and that he becomes born he yeah. becomes the born we know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And then the second film basically is him properly going on a rampage because he's like yeah. completely mm. angry. He's a killing machine in that killing one, machine, yeah. right? Basically, mm. the third one, I I think I link it just because that that anger has become frozen into something very weary. Like I think mm. he's like yeah. become tired, in in which <laughs> which which works in conjunction with like M because M is mm. also coming to her end as a. as mm-hmm. in her organization which is why mm-hmm. i have linked all three of them like that but like i can i totally understand what you mean uh, when you're talking about linking the last three mm-hmm. the, you say tired right. i say experienced <laughs> both mm-hmm. yes yes yeah. Yeah. like there It is a fan theory like there is a fan theory like mm-hmm. uh, apparently after uh, james bond casino royale and quantum of solace mm-hmm. all the other sean connery bond films happened in middle between Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. I've read this. I've read this. That, that's a phantom. It doesn't work. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you think about it in that way, this Bond looks a tad bit older, which is one of the criticisms I had with Skyfall, because mm. I felt like we just got him. We just got the younger Bond. Yeah. Mm. You did not show me Bond in his prime. <laughs> yeah. You are showing me Bond hurt. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's the end of an era. Like that film is like the end. Like to me, that's why it feels like yeah. a finality. Yeah, film. exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's one of my biggest, bigger criticisms I have with the movie. But anyway, mm. we are not talking about Skyfall. It's yeah. a great movie. We should talk more. But anyway, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but um, here's what I think about Craig's in work in general. Okay, um, with like how Casino Royale you said was more of a Paul Haggis thing, right? Hmm. I think I'm not disagreeing with that. maybe it is because i don't know what haggis has done other than that did he write the crash 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 yeah, right crash. Yep. he wrote crash yeah he wrote crash okay that is what he did i mean i i have not seen crash so i'm unaware about it not a great movie but anyway <laughs> which one academy award but anyway yeah anyway um, um i think with um casino royale it was more of martin campbell's influence that you could see mm-hmm. yeah yeah right like it was like absolute campbell thing i mean with with if people are unaware about uh, people who are unaware about martin campbell he's a filmmaker who new zealand filmmaker who makes like action thrillers and everything i mean he recently made a film called protege which i don't know if many people have seen it um but then he made the ps first ps brosnan bond film which was golden eye um which was another bombastic action film you know which was not just a spy film it was like a proper action film and if you watch it closely it was also another one of those very slightly emotional films which where you see uh, another double o agent which goes rogue i mean that's the plot of the golden eye film and the whole tank sequence and everything i think that is very particular to 
Brosnan era. I mean, that is what mm. defined Brosnan era until it became like too pulpy and campy later on in the last two films. I mean, even mm. even though world is not enough, is still good enough. I don't know. Uh, but I'm not even <laughs> I mean, going to die another day. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, die another day was was. Uh, I mean, it ruined the the franchise in many ways. I mean, but let it be. I mean, I never thought about it in that sense ever when it was when it was. Yeah, kid. yeah. But I was slightly, uh, you know, unsure. Like uh, my dad and me were like unsure about how Daniel Craig would prove, you know, mm-hmm. come out to be as a Bond, you know, because he didn't have like a profile or you know, didn't look that suave in in its in his approach. I mean, that's the whole definition of Bond, right? You need to look mm-hmm. suave and not like a killing machine. But Casino Royale was was coming in a more in a different world where Batman Begins had changed the how you look at you know cultural heroes, mm-hmm. right? which which you can i think that is what people said right it, it is like majorly influenced by nolan notion nolan should come and direct a, a bond film and what he did with his bond film tenet is okay <laughs> tenet was a bond audition i mean yeah that was uh, that was a bond film bond you know audition did. that was like i don't think any bond film will be that confusing ever <laughs> i mean tenet was, tenet was the bond audition the only problem is yeah, yeah. john david washington put put uh, robert pattinson that's it <laughs> perfect bond movie but oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but then ha huh, that is uh, where i come in with uh, like daniel craig like the first casino royale was so good because it you know it chuck like it chucks away everything that you knew about bond and this is something completely new mm-hmm. right and you're you're just enjoying this character and like how you just mentioned about the ai thing which i haven't read and i should go and read your review about this thing it makes a lot of sense i mean he's a mean killing machine and then he falls in love and it was a different bond experience also in general mm. the whole casino sequence in the middle is much oh much has a great relaxed I mean, pace to it like compared boss, to like the preceding that is that is a masterclass yeah. in how you should shoot direct edit a scene i mean it's a masterclass i, I mean, mean you should i mean show me another movie in which poker is that suspenseful like exactly <laughs> I was I was hooked, and I'm not even saying I was like I was probably like 12 years old at at the point when I watched that film, and I was hooked. I mean, yep. what do you even say with that, right? I mean, yep. that's like the highest compliment you could get. Um, with with Quantum of Solace, what happened was, I mean, with whatever the controversy, I was slightly unaware at that point. Um, mm. it just didn't appeal to me then, nor does it appeal to me now. Not that I watched it recently, very recently. I watched maybe like some three four years back or something. Mm. Um. Quantum Solace didn't appeal to me at all. I just found it very boring. Um, I thought it's the same, although it's a, it's a continuation of a story, which is I think the first time it happened that it's yeah, a yeah, continuation yeah. of a story, direct right? Direct yeah, sequel. direct sequel. It, it begins at the point the first one ends, like it's literally. It's a chase sequence where it chase begins, sequence, right? Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I think of it as a fourth and fifth act. Because, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you could easily put it that way. It is. Um, it's better viewed that way only. Like I don't think yeah, it will yeah. work as nearly as yeah. It yeah. doesn't work good as a standalone. Hmm. It hmm. doesn't. Yeah. So that hmm. is what the thing is. You know. Um. I didn't enjoy it at all. I mean, the, even the, I think, uh, like with I when I asked Dhruv when he why he liked, uh, I mean I guessed why he would like, and it's the whole espionage thing that may appeal to people. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Want, which, yeah, I like the whole corruption, is, like big corruption is, angle. I quite like. I was yeah, like fine with it. I, I which it is, was a bit complicated, but I did. I did. I liked it. I, I didn't think it was that. Uh, which is why the, it makes sense. It makes sense. If you are talking about quantum of solace, the complicated part is the fact that the writers did not know what movie to make. 
they want mm-hmm. to exactly they, exactly yeah yeah they want to make a standalone and also a direct sequel yeah. to Casino Royale exactly yeah. exactly yeah. I mean if you if you think about the plot it is absolutely lame you know they mm-hmm. were presented as if it's a mm-hmm. big thing that is going to happen but I thought it was lame it's uh, like I'm, it's like a, it's like a very 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 one percent version of China. Ah, like, it's it's like whatever big corporation <laughs> political people all together. Yeah, it yeah, is, right. it is. Uh, I it think is. worst worst thing though in that film is the action sequences. They are hard oh, to watch. Dear Lord, they are really yeah, yeah, hard yeah, yeah. to watch. They are like the cutting in that is like absolutely abysmal. No, abysmal. Like I like sometimes you can have quick cuts, mm. but I was I literally searched off. There's like a cymmetrics thing where you can like check the average mm. short length number of, stuff, of cuts. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I, know. I was like, how, what did something happen between 2006 and 2008? Yeah, like, I think I'll tell you what happened. Between. Bond. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you Bond. what happened. Yeah, mm. the Bond supremacy and the Bond ultimate. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they are I mean, good. Yeah. They're really good. They are good, but nobody knows how to shoot. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Nobody knows how to do that action. I argue Quantum of Solace has one good action scene, and that's a hand-to-hand combat scene. That's it. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, which all one? Chase which sequences. one? This is in the beginning, uh, when uh, when he goes to investigate that person, right? Yeah, and then he kills him. Kills him off. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one hand-to-hand combat sequence I thought was effective. Mm. But yeah, apart I, from that, everything. I'll right. tell you what, Quantum of Solace's quick cut scenes are far better than most of the other quick cut shit I've seen. Okay, like. Huh? For sure, for sure. You know, I yeah. dare you. I dare you to see Taken Three and tell oh, me yeah. what the hell is happening. <laughs> I don't think we can. I I'll accept that. I knew that you would say that. <laughs> I knew you would say that. I think it's a big but, wonder. Adi, I watched what... Taken Three in theater and I had a headache. <laughs> I had a See, that, that's why you shouldn't go to the cinema, Sanjeev. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's an experience, though. That's an experience. What a headache-inducing experience! I can yeah. tell you a lot of films which will. Give you that <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind though. I wouldn't mind though. No, but um, I mean, then moving on to Skyfall. Um, yeah. With Skyfall, it was like a complete change, you know. Um, and it came out like four years post Quantum of Solace, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like a huge gap. I mean, I was older also by then, and everything that had gone through. And uh, I had forced my friends to come and watch uh, this film Skyfall. And before that, we had gone for uh, I think a year earlier. Right? Uh, uh, MI4 had come out, Mission Impossible Four, which was mm-hmm. a fantastic film. Yeah, most notable. Yeah. So we went that film, and we enjoyed that film, right? So mm-hmm. all of us went in thinking that it's going to be a very similar. Uh, kind of a film. Uh, although I en- ended up enjoying it, and my friends didn't because they, because Skyfall is a very traditional Bond film, also in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Definitely. the long sequences of not a lot of things happening, mm-hmm. you know, goes back to your earliest sixties, seventies Bond, right? Mm-hmm. And that is what my friends didn't like. I and I'm not. I don't know how much you guys are aware of it. Um, but uh, Skyfall didn't have a lot of good user reviews. Like a lot of people didn't like it. General audiences didn't like okay, it. Okay. Okay. Um, like I remember I mean, because I, uh, you know, th- those were my earlier times when I wanted to write like a review and all. So I used to explore IMDb, which was my only source of you know reviews. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking 2012, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. all it's always been a hellhole, Sanjay. So, it's so always I, been a hellhole. Which I realized later, but but then I saw reviews which gave it like very low ratings and like yeah. they bashed the film left, right and center. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, then on research and everything, when I read up on it, context and everything, then I understood that maybe it's the whole thing that you don't get the whole traditional Bond vibe 
to it you know the whole aston martin thing so i think that is that is not uh, so you probably looked at it like from from uh, john logan's perspective i look at it more of from sam mendes's perspective yeah 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 which i read through his interviews he's a massive massive bond fan so he deliberately looked at uh, gold finger references and everything um and you know um the whole uh, villain having a deformed face made so much more sense in skyfall than any of these films i mean in this film also it's like a just a throwaway thing you know that mm. the villain has a deformed thing and that was genuinely scary like how you guys have already spoken about um so i think that is way that is that is that was a high of success i think that's it it touched its ceiling right yeah that it touched its it ceiling it had that balance it had that effective balance actually actually so it became like a very tough task for specter to emulate that mm. and i think that is why uh, sam mendes was more aware of it and mm. that is why he wanted to make a more and more traditional slightly pulpy uh, you know a slightly you know uh, you know with those gadgets and everything a little more towards traditional uh, bond to and make, that is where to and, make a to make a comparison he wanted to go back to the roger moore era roger moore era the more campy era which is the era which is i which is the era that i don't like at all i mean sam mendes sam mendes making campy stuff It just doesn't yeah. seem like a fit, like in general. Sam yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Campy guy. It doesn't fit in. It doesn't fit in. You know, um, yeah. the whole campy thing, and it's a more realistic world in comparison. You know, realistic in terms of how we view world as right. I do. I no. think. I think Spectre is more Roger Moore era than you give it actually credit for, because in Spectre, in that first yeah long take sequence, which by mm. the way. Anybody who is a fan of 1917, if you were wondering where that came from, <laughs> this is the movie. He was yeah. testing that out here. Anyway, so oh, even even to be honest, even Skyfall has but it, like a much simpler variation of it. Where yeah, yeah, the yeah. Javier Bardem introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It but also in, oh, yeah. has it there. Yeah, yeah, but Inspector, he was literally testing You're that. Going, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, Inspector, that's a live and let die tribute, right? The the whole opening dead day. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Live exactly. and let die, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah live yeah. and let die. Yeah. So here's the thing, like Inspector, mm. if you remember that opening sequence, and I'm specifically telling Drew because he literally saw it 20 minutes ago. That movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> when he when when that building finally bursts and he is like falling down, he slides down the building, right? Bond. Yeah. 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 He yeah, slides yeah. down and falls into a sofa. Sofa. Yes. Yes. That's yes. a very yeah. Roger Moore thing. That's Roger Moore. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Entirely Roger Moore. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, but my my thing is I that mean, then I mean, the yeah yeah Sam Mendes yeah go ahead go ahead. I'll just finish this part. So yeah. I mean that is also another thing which is also uh, him looking back at older Bond films and trying to mesh his voice in yeah, in exactly. the new Spectre era. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is why I mean there are like a lot of things. I mean Spectre in itself is like a campy thing only like to look at. So mm. to to make it I mean there's like a conflict of. Uh, you know sensibilities uh, and everything i don't know and it was speaking like, like campy, how speaking <laughs> of campy the specter opening sequence is literally more less james bond and more aliens you know what oh yeah that. the opening credits right it's like i thought see i had heard of like octopus so like it's just like some reference of like that thing or what no like that was not octopus that was alien it's not octopus <laughs> Yeah. So it's just like him. I was just like the 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 he. It was basically like Blofeld has those has those tentacles and tentacles. it's like capturing all yeah, of yeah. those things. And I was like, okay, fine. Like go I mean, for it. I mean, they they try to compress the whole uh, 
the, the, the films into sold. the titles right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i don't know how effective was that for everyone but then that's i really what like I the think... skyfall opening sequence that's nice but skyfall like the song works good yeah i mean that's one of the best things from uh, bond thing his song is giving it competition though oh yeah the, the billy eilish one yeah yeah, yeah it's good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. easily yeah. easily easily so i mean that is why people might have not liked specter as much as the i i enjoyed specter i'm not going to say that i didn't like i mean if mm-hmm. i want to look at it critically obviously there are like hundreds of problems in it you know oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah even if i have to look critically at no time to die i mean i could list out problems like the the whole villain thing left uh, right and center that entire plot i mean <laughs> i mean yeah i mean after this we could just jump into the whole spoilery thing yeah, yeah, yeah. no time to die mm-hmm. uh i mean the whole villain thing is just a throwaway thing in this because i think <laughs> it's the same thing the whole balancing of a personal story and a action thriller is again a little bit difficult you know tone in itself mm. in this one but it's better than specter um and also what another thing before wait, i wait what what is inspector can i please know like what is the angle personal inspector story? <laughs> No, like no, personal story no but it's thing, the no. whole leia sadu thing only right because it's her dad who tells The whole uh, Nofield thing, right? Nofield turns oh, out to be his brother. Brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That <laughs> quote unquote brother. Fine. Soap I mean, opera, soap opera, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Proper soap yeah. opera. I mean, but it's directed like... by Sam Mendes. Soap opera. So that's like <laughs> know, a difference, right? no? Like I it's know, a. Right? <laughs> so it's. <laughs> You can't yeah, have yeah. it. You need like then uh, whatever. Get Baz Luhrmann to direct My this God, uh, version of Luhrmann. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Baz Luhrmann could be one of those contenders to direct some movie for sure. I mean, I would be. Th- I would think Danny Boyle would make some different sort of Bond also because his direction is so like different than like a Mendes also. Oh right? yeah. Have you supposed guys... to get Boyle anywhere? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, Boyle has made like those sexy kind of movies, sexy thrillers kind of things. Also, uh, I don't know if you've seen thrillers, like trance, trance and all that. I've not seen. Yeah, trance. trance I really, I quite like because it's it's that kind of fun thriller type of thing. Uh, yeah, strippy filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a psychological thriller, so yeah. Just But imagine then... Bond taking LSD and <laughs> <laughs> and, and then jumping into a pothole. <laughs> That's or the green light. Or just imagine Bond taking, or just imagine Bond taking LSD and tripping, and that's the Roger Moore era. Entire seventies oh. era is Bond tripping. That's I mean, then, that canon. makes a lot more sense than than anything else. <laughs> I mean, th- those were the creative differences that I think we were talking about. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly, definitely. <laughs> But yeah, I I I like No Time to Die. I don't know if um, I mean we'll discuss about more spoiler things uh, mm. in a, in a while. But yeah, I I mean the whole direction thing I really like. Uh, unlike you guys, I liked Lashana Lynch's Double O Seven thing. No, I, I liked say, her. I, I liked her. It's like her either. It's like yeah. I liked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. I know. I get your thing that it's like a, um, it's like an interjected personality. You know, yeah, could be you. could be viewed as like a forced thing. I get it. I mean, it's justified in your view. But at mm. least while watching, it didn't feel to me. Uh, mm. I was enjoying her character. I was enjoying look like you know her mm. thing. The whole. Uh, her act and even the whole Anna Diama sequence was like fantastic. I think. I mean, mm. so much. That I think is the great variation. Like that's the fun part of No Time to Die for me. Like the most fun mm, part, yeah. just because. So I it, mean, it, yeah. This is more much. I mean, if you want to, you've seen the Craig films recently only. Like you want. Uh huh. We discussed. We discussed how much we'll probably end up discussing more about uh, the previous films than uh, No Time to Die. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's no. Fine. 
I was like, would you Sanjeet view asked. the Craig films as like one whole thing? Yeah, we can view that. Would you view that. one whole thing? Yeah, like yeah, the five films? That. Yeah, we can view that. Yeah, I mean, instead of like a trilogy, you want to call like a pentology in a way. Um, so that it, it's like one storyline. Like I, yeah. That's what my question is. Because I think uh, then, I mean, Spectre and other films that people don't like. Like I don't like Quantum of Solace. and drop doesn't like uh, specter um so that those films may make sense i don't know that is what a question they I'm make like, sense i think confu- they make sense i'm confused i think like, they make sense it just I, i think some of them are redundant mm. then, tell, like if you, you, you would the, like that i'll tell you what the biggest issue is the biggest <laughs> issue is the mcu problem the biggest issue is the mcu problem it's like yeah. everybody is in a rush oh we yeah connected we need a shared universe all that epic nonsense so <laughs> that's what happened with the craig universe craig movies because the <laughs> craig movies are so interconnected mm. people there are reviews which literally mm. says literally says let's hope that the next bond movie is more escapist and less of a saga which is mm. a which is a genuine criticism by the way because mm. this five films is a saga mm. it's a saga of this iteration of bond yeah from what from 2006 to 2021 definitely yeah 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 it's an yeah. entire saga Two in there though, from 1960 to even mm, two, mm. that bond is basically the same bond in a way. Okay, but those are that's not a saga. Those are just you know, mm-hmm. yeah, standalone movies connected by the same actors, individual films. Yeah yeah, 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 more or less. So, but this is mm-hmm. a proper saga, and that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Good thing because Craig gives it an air of legitimacy, mm. you know. uh he's acting in the movie mm. he's mm-hmm. acting in the movie is like he's acting his heart out in this movie yeah he's just brilliant in this movie yeah, the, way yeah, yeah. He, the way he switches on the terminator mode when he's actually killing people or when he's switching on his charm mm. that is like you can feel mm. that it's like the blue act- eyes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the actor is getting mm. more comfortable with the role like bond is getting more comfortable in his own skin that's Yep. fascinating to look if you look through the five exactly yeah 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 definitely yeah. i mean this is why i liked like i was i was mentioning before before the, sorry to intercept uh, no no that's fine before before the recording I, i was i was talking to dhruv about why i liked bond in this one like i thought he was like fantastic uh, purely because i thought he was like the most confident he's ever been mm. yeah. i mean this is the most confident version of bond and this is the most confident version of daniel craig as bond i feel mm-hmm. uh, i mean that's what i think because and he also turned like a co-producer i mean turned co-producer inspector also yeah. but i thought he was like so comfortable in his space not just in his body i mean everything around him was just so much more comforting I, and as a viewer i was around i felt i was around him at that point mm-hmm. so that is why i liked this bond i thought he was like fantastic purely for for that reason mm-hmm. I guess I like my Bond more like distraught and haggard, or like <laughs> in a in a more uh, 
uh, unsure place like my probably my favorite would be uh, the skyfall Craig, yeah. uh, sorry i mean he that, uh, that is the best for sure i mean no debate no debate no no even like the daniel craig version would be my favorite in that favorite mm-hmm. film oh, okay, okay. i don't know it's like between skyfall and casino royale i think casino royale may might top Which it is... a little bit for me but uh, just because the eva green character stays so central throughout his whole story and like it mm. it still feels true because otherwise mm. like if that story wasn't like as strong like the first scene in no time to die let's go to spoilers i guess right yeah, yeah. let's let's, yeah. let's jump in yeah. so so the first scene in no time to die uh, of her grave like exploding like like when he goes and like burns that thing and says that i basically forgive you and i'm forgetting you kind of like that like that probably had like an emotional impact on me just because i thought that he probably still do- did live mm-hmm. uh, did love yeah. Her. Yeah. right so like all that i think uh, to me which is why i think casino royale has such a lasting impact i think mm. uh but yeah what, so no time to die we're finally there right so what what is the spoiler <laughs> the big the big spoiler to, to all the listeners we are so sorry <laughs> but we are finally here <laughs> yeah no no uh, you guys talk. for me it's not a spoiler so i'm okay with it <laughs> yeah. no but what was not a spoiler then sanjeev <laughs> I mean, like, any... you think most audiences or like most Bond fans knew before that this the the swan song is going to be him dying? No, 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 no. no, no. I, I didn't think that. Even I okay. didn't think that. I assumed, like, I thought. See, I knew this is going to be the ending thing, right? Huh. Um, and with everything that it's been inspired by Nolan and all, right? Uh, I thought it's not going to do the whole Dark Knight Rises thing for sure. Hmm. I mean. that is one thing that did come to my head at some point but i was like that it's not going to go there that way and mm. i know bond is probably going to die and he's not going to get out of it that was for sure for me okay. because i think it's been so much inspired by bat like the whole batman trilogy and everything you know at some point uh, it was shot by hoyte van hoytema and it was edited now by now it's scored by uh, hans zimmer so. uh, lee smith so it's the whole nolan effect it's it's, it's coming in anyway <laughs> by the uh, way this is by the way this is literally the most bland hans zimmer score i've ever heard i know i know i i, I mean, really didn't find it memorable also. it's still better than spectre though please <laughs> no thomas was... newman's got good scores thomas newman's a good score but his score in skyfall was like... better than spectre honestly yeah. I, exactly yeah skyfall was much i think skyfall was the best and then i think uh, Spectre didn't work as a background score for me at all because I had okay, that habit okay. of downloading background scores a lot. Mm-hmm. So I used to listen to them anyway, like as a like as normal thing, like while playing FIFA or something, right? Yeah. Um, and those were like not even like good. Like I thought they were like very average scores, which is why I think Zimmer score is much better than Spectre score for me. Okay. I, I wish I could agree with you if I if I could remember the score. Yeah, I don't remember the I score don't at remember all. At I all. just watched it like three hours back. I literally. I do because I it. I listen to scores separately as well. I right? also uh, listen, but I I I just don't like remember it. I mean, like, I mean, you have to get a hook, this, right? I mean, you have to get this, a hook of the score. This has a very Zimmer kind of score also in, in places. Yeah. It does. In, in places. places. In places. Yeah. You in mean places. the bomb? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I was like, why is he doing this? <laughs> yeah. Why is he doing this? Is that a question to Zimmer? He does that in like everything. Like, which movie has he not done it in? I don't know. I'm excited about the Twelve Years a Slave. Dune is proper boy. Like in in the. You you heard the you heard the score. Score. It's very. It's very. I I haven't. It's I've really kept yeah. I've kept completely away from everything from about that movie. Really? So but, yeah, yeah. But every Zimmer score is a little bit like that. Even twenty forty nine has like a lot of the 
flaring thing sometimes but it, it is more synth also right in ah, that so, that so is, i think that, yeah. that got a lot overshadowed i think isme those bah things were like <laughs> were like quite evident i was like oh this is yeah. zimmer and i don't know zimmer scored this until i saw the credits yeah. that's Same, a red flag that's yeah. a red flag <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah. i so so the thing is now what i do is i keep away from all these uh things before films a lot like i don't try to watch trailers and everything because i want mm. to go into films completely not doing anything mm. so that i have a better time you know and at some times it helps because i i'd like to watch that movie again mm. so, so so for that for that's like a practice for me now so this so, is like a tactic for making the cinema experience more rich i am going to watch it tomorrow <laughs> again by the way it just oh in the cinema acha oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. to release in you know no no i'm okay. going again tomorrow so okay. so anyway i mean i was going to do it anyway but the bade log badi badi baat hai acha utna paisa to hamare paas hai nahi no it's not about money see i don't spend it anywhere else but but oh, movies, right? that's okay right <laughs> i mean i i mean uh, we could do like my personal thing later but but <laughs> <laughs> i like watching in movies movies in theater and i've been deprived of watching these movies in theater for yeah, so long that's, true. that's true. so i i miss you know i used to go like two two movies a week before the whole pandemic thing so so you you can't even imagine the kind of period i've been you know it keeps my sanity in place how was uh, the experience of watching the boss baby trailer sanjeet before the before no time to die started <laughs> i didn't have trailers uh, before you had no same. trailers no no, oh, no no wow okay i had like same four here. five trailers like kingsman boss baby 2 boss baby 2 yeah that's coming out <laughs> it is yes it is coming out yes i can guarantee Sometimes... you that is one review you are not going to see of now Yes. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's already so much in abundance. I don't know how much I'll be able to read. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. Uh, okay. But yeah. So the opening. So sorry. Sequence. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's go, go ahead. Yeah. Ahead. Let's go there. The opening mm-hmm. sequence. So. Okay. The opening sequence can be divided into two types. One is one is the first credit scene after the credits, which is the you know introduction of our villain who shoots the young Madeline, mm-hmm. which is again you know it's like. okay it's dangerous it's short great hmm um liner sandrin who is the dp dp hmm. excellent especially yeah. the long white shots those are excellent yeah. but then we see the villain literally shooting a girl point blank in the eyes and the bullet fall missing her uh and there was like okay i mean eyes can deflect but i don't think they can deflect bullets but okay chalo chalega उटिंग दैट कार सीक्वेंस यू नो दैट एंटर 
machine yep. guns coming out and he's shooting and I'm like that was like insane and then that final mm. scene with you know him pushing swan madeline madeline in the train mm. train closing and the train moving away mm. yeah that was like a perfect ending to that sequence i was like yeah 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 then if that's your start mm. good job you did yeah, better, yeah. better better than specter <laughs> in that movie so good job <laughs> and then mm. the opening credits which is mm. just mm. fabulous fabulous and uh, from the from those dots sanjeet i i guarantee you you recognize dr no <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> guarantee you that that was like i was literally like shaking when i saw that i was like yes. yeah yeah and that entire minimalist sequence then mm. that dna sequence with the guns mm-hmm. that yep. was just great it was well done and the and again like i hated sam smith's song inspector hated it <laughs> Have you just before just before we move? Have you heard the Spectre Radiohead song? Yes, yes. Oh God! Should have used, used, used that. What are what were they? Oh, they thinking? recorded it for Spectre. Yeah. And they didn't yeah, use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't do it. I mean, it. apparently, apparently, Radiohead Spectre was too melancholy, and I'm like, writing exactly. on the wall was funny. <laughs> what oh, was the choice? What there? a what a what a song though. Like I've. I listen to it separately anyway. Like it's one of my favorites in my playlist. But anyway, sorry, carry on, carry on, carry on. So it's like then you listen to the song and it's like just fantastic. And then suddenly after all of it, and again huge spoiler alert because it matters. Mm. Cut to five years later, mm. and you're like, wait, what? Mm. Okay, <laughs> five years later, and to all the people who are saying it's very in-game like. This is what they meant. <laughs> Endgame was also time jump five years later, but mm. so then the then five years later comes then the plot kicks in and here's mm. the plot problem. Uh, I can understand why the movie was delayed. Mm. I mm. can completely understand why the movie was delayed because the basic plot is a virus attacking <laughs> people, killing them. Uh, if you come under contact, it kills you. Kind of bit too prescient for our times. So it's like, so it's too like, prescient. Too prescient. So it's like, okay, I get it. Mm. And it's extremely convoluted. It's like one of those Brosnan movies, you know. It's like, uh, world is not enough for tomorrow never dies. It's very convoluted. Ah, totally, totally, totally. That entire plot is extremely convoluted. Like you kidnap the, you kidnap the scientist. you take him to this place the cia then hires bond to get him mm. back kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, good thing though uh, jeffrey dite is back as felix leiter mm. which, mm. which i like great mm. i missed him in those two movies the last two movies i was so happy to see him back mm. which is why i was also suspecting that he might die and That's what happened. Hmm. I didn't. That was a surprise for me. Do you like how how effective was the scene for you guys? The Jeffrey Wright death scene. When he um, the ship when it is sinking right and uh, yeah. when he when he holds James and says it's a good life. Hmm. That that hit for me. So mm. uh, I, my comparison point to that, and I really like the Jeffrey Wright character, but I think the death scene. In quantum of solace is a little more effective for me. The Mathis scene, 
oh yeah when he throws mathis's body into the yes car, into the junkyard like, after holding him and being like whatever yeah, like that's a, yeah, yeah yeah that's a killer scene for me like that's the type of scene where i'm like okay that's like that's it's because it's brutal. showing the two two sides of bond right because he's trying to like contain the emotional side and then in this i think a lot you also wrote in your review and sanjeet also said he's vulnerable he's, he's very open yeah, vulnerable yeah. He's, he's, very a very openly... he's a very sentimental bond. He's a very sentimental. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that again for me that worked slightly less. So mm. like the whole Jeffrey Wright thing to me didn't like emotionally destroy me kind of. But like mm. also because I guess there's a contrast, right? Because in Quantum of Solace everything is cut so quickly that when one scene scene like just stays at one thing, it's <laughs> like oh god. someone is like just sticking around like, and like emoting about something. The Jeffrey mm. Wright scene would have been more impactful. If they, if he had actually seen the history these two characters share, actually, actually, this is what I was going to point also hmm. later on. Yeah, which we haven't. So because most of it is retcon, it's like hmm. yep. we, we have are, to we have assume, to assume, hmm. which is fine because those actors are two great actors. They can actually yep. sell the emotion. So that's yeah, yeah. but yep. it's like if you are if you are taking into consideration that all the great movies are one single saga, it would have been. Much better if I had actually seen Wright's character in the other two movies. In the other two, at least Inspector. At least Inspector. At least Inspector. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lighter in the old movies was as much of a staple as M or Money Penny or, mm-hmm. or any of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, fine. Yeah. And then after that, that entire plot of you know, uh, him going to Cuba, then that entire Spectre scene, that <laughs> shootout in the Cuba. Club convoluted as hell, but it's very fun. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's fun. It's very fun. It's classic Bond, but and it's very fun. Oh yeah! Uh, before we forget, we also saw Lashana Lynch's character introduced for the first time, which is. There is she introduced? Oh, in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. How, At the bar, yeah, yeah. How to say it without uh, figuring anybody? Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I was just like, I had known just before, like, watching the film that she was touted to be whatever next Bond and all that, and I was like, I was mm. like, the, the the only problem with all this is that it's like this film is trying to justify it. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see this character and you see James Bond saying that double O seven is not just a number. You know, we can keep anyone as Bond, and I'm like, you don't need to do that. Mm. In a yeah, movie, yeah. I'll tell you, you what just... would have been effective. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what would have been effective. What would have been effective is when National Interest character, I think her name is Nomi. Anyway, yeah. so Nomi, Nomi, yeah, when she gets out, she's like, she's like, she literally points out to Craig and says in a line, right, that, and Mr. Bond, I am not just a double O. Mm. I'm double O seven. She says the line. Yeah. You know what would have been more effective? It was if it was actually inserted into the conversation, mm-hmm. like when like when he asks, "You are double O," and she nonchalantly says double O seven. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's that like, would have been it, shock. That would have been shock. Yeah, it, it's like the uh, you hit pause like at the at the movie, and then you look at the camera and you say seven. Like it's like th- that's what the film does. You know, yeah. it's like the moment in Endgame when all the female characters come into the frame and they are like. We are together, and I'm like, what? oh, okay, 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 like, okay. Why are you going to say I mean, that? It... To, why are you going to break the fourth wall for it to be like this? Oh, we are so like, 
you're making the statement. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're saying, it's like they're saying, look, we did it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> applaud we us. We did what you wanted. Like, pat us on the back. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, applaud us. We did okay, it. Like, why and will like, I pat you on the back for doing this? You can just you do already, it without asking for it. You already have millions of dollars. You don't need our patting on the back. And then, where were we? Uh, wow. Cuba sequence. Yeah, Cuba. The is, yeah, the plot is actually convoluted. <laughs> it, it, it is, it is, it is. A lot of it is just for convenience, I feel. Yeah, but yeah. then I think mm-hmm. you can't fight it. No, but no. there is there is a place they get the Russian dude, right? Where they like where, where they find him, then take him uh with the CIA. Uh mm-hmm. takes Yeah, him. that's the sequence. That's a Cuba sequence. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Sequence. yeah. and then the him. yeah, and then the plot moves in the sense that the CIA have employed someone else. Hmm. Uh, also, as a mole to like to take to like look at the, yeah, these two Felix, people. Oh yeah, Felix Billy, is Felix yeah, is yeah, exactly. The yeah, hmm. uh, the guy who smiles a lot. The guy hmm. who smiles a lot. Yeah, yeah. who's yeah. actually a very good actor in a couple of indie movies I've seen. Him. Oh Billy yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. He's in Game Night also. I think when he in which he's something. Like, yeah, a few of yeah. them. He's in Game yeah. Night. He's in the Many Sins of Newark. He's in a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so that scene. Uh, also, another important thing that happens is we get to see a you know bionic eye. We also get to see a henchman mm. with the bionic eye. That yeah. was like completely convoluted because I don't think so. You could actually like I don't know if, if a normal person could like sit through uh, and understand what is really happening because I I was like, is everyone understanding what is happening really? Yeah, it's like the light comes. The virus is supposed to infect him, but it didn't because the mm. scientists changed it. So yeah. it didn't affect it. You can't understand that in the movie. I dare you. You can't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what exactly what I was thinking. You can't understand that in the movie because it is mm. that convoluted and it that and it occurs that quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go through with it because at that point, oh my God, look pretty things. Oh look, black-clad people shooting. Oh yay, Anade Armas kicking ass. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Let's go. It's like we are in the flow at that point. So yeah. that's why. And Anade Armas kicking ass. Yes, please. Yes. I want to see that more. Please. <laughs> I want to see a spin-off of her character. Please. I, I yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope they don't do that. I don't want to. <laughs> no, no. I want. I want. Okay, separate, separate. No, no connection. Just separate spin-off. Or like, just give Anade Armas a, a an action franchise. film. Yeah. Anade Armas her own movie or something. Yeah. Or make. I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah, because Daniel Craig has shifted allegiances from Bond to Knives Out now, right? Like, because oh, the yeah. next which Knives I, Out is going like, to be his. Which uh, I like as well. So, uh, uh, guys, uh, talk with the users. I'm coming within a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Part of charge sure, sure. is almost down. You no, guys, no, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Continue, continue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of yes, the first... Yeah. Yeah. You, you tell. You tell. Yeah. I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. My opinion is very biased. You know, yeah. Of course, mine is also biased. No, I like. Uh... No, but okay. Right. Okay. So the whole convoluted thing is is very. I think it's it's part now become like a part of the whole franchise now. Hmm. Like if you like, I was just thinking about it like right now while recording only. Yeah. I was thinking about quantum. I don't know how many people understood what the plot of quantum really was because it's hmm. so basic and so limp. They put it out so you know in a very different way. Maybe yeah. then 
so that it looks as if it's like a you know big thing like how you said bhavesh yeah. joshi and chinatown which basically is the same thing but anyway water, water management <laughs> water management it, yeah it is true but it's just that i think i paid particular attention to the plot this time in any case like i was mm. like okay i'll mm. pay attention to what is happening mm. with the plot points here i mean action mm. was anyways indecipherable right and in quantum oh, yeah. so i was like okay i'll like pay attention to what's actually happening uh but but with the no time to die i think it was i, I don't know if i had a problem with the plot i just zoned out after you know uh, as soon as they go to uh <laughs> focus completely on the leia sedu part and like go completely into the back story and like all the uh stuff mm. with uh, rami malik stars they go to this island and i'm just like i don't nothing, yeah, i felt nothing during all, any of it and i was like yeah okay. it feels like and we come to the root of the problem uh, rami malik <laughs> that's that's uh, like the answer the root of the problem of the world he was not bad <laughs> he was not bad but i think he was not great either uh, <laughs> it's like it's like okay uh, here's the thing like i don't know if it's a hollywood problem but hmm. hollywood is still thinking that deformities will make a good villain because deformed physically means soul is hurt mentally or some bullshit on the back story and all that nonsense and it's like Rami <laughs> Malek's character facial scar that accent our theater yeah. did not have subtitles so oh yeah neither i am sorry slight trouble yeah no neither does Yeah, so you have a problem. It's like the Bane. It's like the Bane issue in Dark Knight Rises. It's like, dear Lord, can anybody understand what he's talking about? Neither in Dark Knight or neither in Dunkirk or neither in Tenet. Tenet, you can say about. I know about Dark Knight and Dunkirk. No yeah. one can understand anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Dark Knight Tenet problem is a WB problem. This is a Rami Malek problem. my point this is not a rami malik problem i'm mistaken there this is not a rami malik problem this is how he was briefed hmm. he was briefed yeah, yeah. to be this villain right and yeah i don't know hmm. but it's like what was the connection between him and lia sidu's character other than the fact that he saved her hmm. and so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that the is past the never weakest dies. weakest link the past never dies yeah. is the connection right like everyone's yeah. past is like behind each other and all yeah that. so so that's what that's the only connection that's the tenuous connection at this mm. and it's like mm-hmm. that entire sequence with the island and everything that to comes entirely later but it's yeah. like his entire introduction in the movie is very i'm wrong oh, his introduction in the movie is pretty good except the shooting into the ice part <laughs> other than yeah. that all of that stuff is pretty scary it's scary yeah. though i don't understand how you can shoot a guy in point blank range and he can still yeah survive. yeah the, i was like what how did he like like get up after that like i know it's not logic is not the strong suit of james bond and all i am fine with that but like some of it it's i'm like okay like how did he get up did yeah, he just get like, shot three four times yeah it's like something? it's like hollywood is always saying like we are trying to make it realistic except when we have to make it you know <laughs> escapist then realism goes out of the window i'm like so when when is he introduced later like i i don't even remember this he, like, he goes to he oh goes the to, the psych meet the yeah, 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 yeah. character yeah, yeah, psychiatrist office oh, yeah yeah okay yeah 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 and also why is the leo said to character the psychiatrist for blofeld when like i was just like because why? blofeld because blofeld can only talk blofeld will only talk to her okay so that's okay, okay that's the convenience yeah. okay, blofeld will okay. only talk to her which is fine he's a psychopath he can say whatever the hell he wants 
and uh, <laughs> that's okay but it's like hmm, here's the changes i like the fact that m's character gets a lot more things to do his hmm. character hmm. has a Which much like. more complicated side Mm. even though even though it's very even though it's a thing we have always seen before like higher authority create a weapon which is apparently extremely mm. targeted weapon and everything i think mm. it's one of the mission impossible movies even extremely mm. targeted weapon which becomes a weapon of mass destruction we have seen that before but it's like okay so you're giving it to m's character which automatically makes his character a tad bit more complex than the ones we have seen before definitely yeah. definitely yeah so that's fine but all the other supporting characters like q money penny or even tanner uh, there is a reason why i said those appearances of those characters feel perfunctory you know because it's like we have connected all of them all of these movies are connected so yep. these people have to appear now mm-hmm. just for we the have, sake of it just for the Fair sake enough. of it we have to yep. introduce scenes into but them. but tell me one thing didn't we get like a slight insight into q's life more than ever so cute yeah, sanjeev but... it's paddington can we please call ben bishop because always? <laughs> <laughs> always reminds me so like his voice is so distinctive and like associated to paddington now i can't like see him as anything else yeah but, no uh, you know uh, i think he's shown as uh, uh, a member of lgbtq uh, yeah, ah, yeah is it okay okay, yeah. okay you know i you know so my my he like he refers it refers the date that is going to come to his house as a Oh, as a man, I think. As a man, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's which coming. I think was he's coming within yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which okay. I thought was like a good touch to his insight because I I don't know if we got a better insight into Q's character even in Skyfall. I think Skyfall mm. was his introduction. Skyfall uh, was, was Skyfall was his shining moment because he was that was the first time we were introduced to the modern day version of Q. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He Actually, just. I mean, this q character reminds me a lot though of like simon peg in mi series like mission impossible which is again know, inspired how... from which is again inspired from inspired... by the of the james bond movie so okay like got it got it so it's like yeah. cyclical in a way oh cyclical, yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah maybe maybe we get a bit more insight it's like we mm. also get a bit more insight into money penny slight inspector mm. we get mm. a bit more insight into q's life here but those are just you know i mean sprinkles i mean we so 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 here's what i think i mean obviously m is more explored here than mm. than most of the movie at least in comparison to yeah, m was I there mean, a fair bit in inspector also yeah, like exactly. he, he yeah, had yeah, a yeah. whole parallel arc with fair uh, bit not it was exactly the main part in m yeah. was a big yeah. so yeah so yeah. that's what i'm saying usme the subplot doesn't make sense at all specter mein i mean it's so, almost I don't know if it makes like any it, big impact in in, in no, a no, sense. No, no, it makes sense. It's just boring. Like that. <laughs> I mean, like, that is why. I mean, that for me was like almost like if you could just remove it, I think so there would have been a better way to do it. M subplot. Hmm. M subplot. Inspector is basically Mission Impossible Five's entire plot. Ha, ah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Rogue, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Yeah, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, yeah, yeah. Rogue Nation subplot of you know, MI, uh, IMF is obsolete. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got it. Mm. Mm. That's it. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them I came mean, out the same year. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Wait. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. 2015, right, right. Yeah. Mission Impossible came out in August, and this came out in November, right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so both of these movies are sort of like 
you know reflecting on each other only i mean in yep. a sense i mean franchises in a sense yeah at uh, this point yeah hmm. i, I mean, mean so we, i never thought of james bond before like the before specter and especially as mi movies like skyfall and mi to me is not like a good comparison any mi no. movie like i'm just like okay like I, that doesn't click but in no time to die especially i think there's like a effort MI3. to make it more of a group movie no cuz the channel lunch not even mi mi2 MI mi2 no, there was a virus plot in mi2 mi2 no no mi3 it's the whole personal story of ethan hunt right yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. he is married now and everything and yeah, philip I... seymour hoffman you can equate to javier bardem as like the crazy maniac. villain maniac villain you know bond uh... theorists are going to kill us but <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> i mean i mean i mean even we are we are sort of purists only right i mean i don't you know you both if... are yes not not i mean not I, i mean i was i was yeah. i was referring we to not you bro sorry okay <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like no but it's like that's what i was talking about like storytelling is cyclical uh, mm. yeah the 60 the 60 james bond comes out it becomes so popular it inspires a host of remakes spoofs and everything mm. Mm. then comes the austin power then comes the matthel movies the matthel movies are basically spoofs okay mm-hmm. then comes the all, yeah matthel movies are spoofs the james bond movies become inspired by those spoofs and become campier in the 70s yeah so the spoofs that later come out are austin powers those are even yep. more spoofier hmm those become so spoofy that the james bond franchise literally become embarrassed and then they try to make it serious yeah with pierce brosnan is it no yeah, i mean that, oh, dalton 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 okay timothy dalton yeah timothy dalton yeah 80s late 80s yeah late 80s yeah living okay. daylight that was slightly like, darker in in comparison living the uh, i would definitely say that craig craig borrows a lot hmm. from dalton borrows a lot that entire definitely, dark yeah yeah okay. that entire dark angle is definitely dalton so dark thing hmm. yeah yeah so hmm. the the kind of deaths that are involved in the dalton movies is more to do hmm. craig's uh, films would reflect more on from hmm. them you know then the, come, then the 90s come then the 90s come but yeah in the 90s in the 90s uh, james cameron's true lies come out. <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so that inspired oh yeah so okay, that makes 94. so that makes all the james bond james bond producers a bit nervous so they hire martin campbell <laughs> to create golden eye post cold war <laughs> action set pieces then james bond mm. moves on mm. and then he becomes campier in 2002 that self destructs to such an extent that the i you know I, i don't even i don't even like what's the 97 spotswood movie uh, uh tomorrow never dies tomorrow never dies oh man i i i mean it's one of those very bad bond movies that people ignore um uh, i mean i'm still okay with world is not enough although most people aren't like you uh but uh, tomorrow never dies i couldn't bear it man like mm-hmm. i tomorrow never dies i like tomorrow never dies i like for two reasons number one the car a remote control car oh and, the car with yeah. the whole uh, yeah <laughs> control yeah and number two michelle yo she is very good in that movie oh michelle yo is in it Yeah, I remember now. But uh, but then die another day. It implodes. It implodes in two thousand two. Then comes two thousand six because Born Identity comes out in two thousand four or two thousand three. 
If I'm making the dates wrong, four. Yeah. No, no, it's four. It's four. It's four. Yeah. yeah. Or give me four. Yeah. Anyway, so and 2005 Batman Begins comes out. So mm-hmm. it's like that inspires mm-hmm. them. That inspires them, and then they create Casino Royale, which mm-hmm. becomes a huge hit. Mm-hmm. So storytelling is cyclical. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. always been. Mm-hmm. It's now, yeah. now we now we'll go to like a snarky bond because Deadpool and Free Guy are popular, right? So oh God! <laughs> oh God! You know what? You are actually right. You are actually right. That's what you are going to get. Oh God! Oh sh! Oh, I'm not being assigned to watch any actually. of those. I'm not going to watch any of those. You know Just what? Say. Me being the biggest. I am sorry, my friend. I am sorry. <laughs> Oh God! I assigned oh, you quote unquote. <laughs> oh dear no. Lord! Oh. Um, but yeah, I think let's we could move on to closing thoughts about um, no time to die. Yeah, um, so Drew, you go first. Spoken, you haven't bashed this film a lot. I've what do you mean bashed? Oh. I didn't hate No Time to Die at all. I I watched Spectre before this post. Like relativity yeah. is, is is also a thing. No, no, but I I didn't mind No Time to Die honestly. Just mm. uh, you know, my big problem with the like which it starts with specter with the lia seru character like i honestly just think the chemistry between the two never worked for me i think her character is too like icy cold like her mm-hmm. persona itself is too like cold in a sense i've seen her in a couple of games actually like act like she's a face in one of the games very popular game uh, death stranding i think yeah uh, yeah. Kojima? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah 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 she's i mean It's it's got like mm. Guillermo del Toro mm. and all these people also in in the in the game. She was also a villain in Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, where she plays a Terminator. Oh like yeah, she gets so, yeah. thrown out of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Right? exactly. Yeah. So she, I, I guess, my brain <laughs> is more attuned to her seeing seeing her like that. Mm. So maybe it's that persona of her that sticks with me. Mm. But whatever, like my my reference point with that not working is always the Eva Green character because I think mm. in in a shorter span of time, Bond and her have a Much more deeper relationship, I think, than uh, than these Impactful. ever have. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think they have like a slight colder mm. edge to mm. their interaction, and it begins more like, and, and yeah, I guess that that's the big problem for me. And then it like this no time to die. The longer it goes on, it kind of puts more and more emphasis on how much that emotional drive has to like, like the finale has to rest a lot on that also, right? That. emotional impact of him actually mm-hmm. that's the other one of the last questions i wanted to ask was like what like you know what is the whole because mm. the point of the whole film is a lot of it's like uh, the past never dies kind of like that right it's a lot of it's like the past keeps on haunting you again mm. and again so what is it with like what is the end point mm. of that for bond like is does he get does he exercise the past out of him Or like, do you think when he does, he dies? Like, is that is that dead. bleak? Yeah, like it's it's. I like... mean, I mean, I mean, if we are going to look at it from that point of view, number one, I don't think we are meant to look at it that deeply. <laughs> number one. Yeah, no, but I was just thinking after a point because I wasn't emotionally involved that much yeah, yeah, by the exactly. end. So I was like, what does that mm. thing mean that started in the beginning at like the grave about like? And number uh, two, and number two, it's like. uh since we are in the spoiler notes hmm. they both create a daughter which yeah. is in a way children are so children is supposed to be a pure thing yeah yeah 
so it's like in a way mm. bond's character to realizes that even a killing machine can like him hmm oh yeah 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 can absolutely. find love with somebody mm. absolutely mm. okay yeah. i get it it even like echoes the rami malik statement right living is whatever we leave behind and all that yeah legacy Le- legacy legacy yeah. legacy exactly i mean all that dialogue stuff was legacy. also something i wasn't fond of like the whole philosophizing about life and death and like when when both of them are standing against each other yeah yeah i i thought that was a bit like heavy handed and whatever like i i wasn't the biggest fan of it but but yeah, yeah but... what what you said makes sense Yeah, about but but that heavy-handed dialogue kind of makes sense with this bond because this bond is more sentimental, right? Hmm. So he's not the cold machine. He can actually yeah. you know, articulate much more in this case. So he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. these heavy-handed dialogue works hmm. for him. But Mark yeah. can articulate better, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and hmm. more like the fact that he is, I think he realizes that even him leaving something behind, which is pure like that. Maybe that's him coming full circle in a way. Mm-hmm. No, no, I get, I get exactly what you mean. I mean, I, I didn't think about the daughter angle actually, and that makes total sense yeah. uh, as to how this, how his story starts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, of course, I think still now that I think I'm one of the few who actually like Leia Seedu's character. Mm. I think I'm one of the very few who actually like. Mm, I do. Uh, I liked Madeline Inspector. I honestly think that she was a quite a big part in that movie, mm. and I think she did her job. Mm. You know what the biggest problem is? The biggest problem is Casino Royale was too good of a movie. That <laughs> oh, movie was no. just too good. It had too much of a high bar. Or Skyfall. <laughs> yeah, it had too much of a high bar, especially mm. from the emotional angle. Mm. Yeah, it had too much of a high bar. It can't cross. Yeah. So Skyfall did the smart thing and completely subverted that. Skyfall's Bond girl is M. Yeah, yeah. They're exploring exactly. the mother angle. They did not even explore yeah. the romantic angle. Yeah. Did the smart thing, but now mm. they have to explore the romantic angle. And Eva mm. Green's character is so, so reverberates throughout this entire saga that it's like mm. Madeline's character always tries to get over that, but mm. sometimes doesn't succeed. But I honestly she... think. No, but sorry. My my only thing was that the, it's a lot of the Eva Green character also works because from whatever I have read, like the whole Bond girl problem is there, right? Like the whole that the mm-hmm. Bond girl is very like very much like the damsel and like acts as an accessory sometimes, or like mm-hmm. will be the femme fatale sort of mm-hmm. like that. But if you remember mm-hmm. correctly, if you remember, mm-hmm. like Eva Green's character wasn't exactly a very you know active participant in a way. She can't fight. Mm-hmm. She can't shoot. Yeah, she's active in an emotional mm. sense. She's active yeah. because she's she's very mm. she's very confident, but she did not know Bond's life, so she's yeah. active in that way because she's getting mm. understood. Yeah, in I think that- no, but, but I think the one thing which I when I watched it recently, at least it was, it's uh, Casino Royale is very self-knowing about the tropes. I think and like it yeah, keeps yeah. on it keeps on saying this like that. You know, I'm not as smart. Uh, like uh, like he is he uh, she he asks her that uh, uh, like he makes a pass at her and she's like uh, no I'm a smart girl or something like that and she, uh, something <laughs> yeah, that you are the... not that fond of or like something like that right it's that rapo between mm. them like it's mm. that you know they're not they're, they're kind of cocky similar yeah you are not yeah you are not my type what yeah. type is that smart yeah. 
So Single. it's like yeah. yeah. That's, that's the and I think just the core <laughs> belief of Casino Royale that she is the one person he thinks he can break down. Like mm. he, she is one who doesn't have mysteries mm. to herself, right? That's mm. his whole thing. But then she does have a mystery to herself. Like she has a past. Yeah, that entire shock poor. thing, that entire mm. shock, because Bond apparent Bond is supposed to be a character who does not get shocked. Yeah. So that impact we feel. That's why mm. Casino Royale, Eva Green's character is so impactful because yeah. we, the viewers, are blindsided. Mm. Yeah. In case of Madeline's mm. character, I always say the Madeline's character works kind of tandem with Bond because Madeline's character mm. is the daughter of an assassin. Yeah, she's the daughter of a terrorist. Yeah, mm. she, she has okay. grown up with a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with the fact that Leah Sido's interactions with Craig is kind of much more, you know, reserved, mm. not exactly banter heavy. Mm. Yeah. But I like that. I actually like that in a way because I felt that it was kind of like a mature relationship in a way, which uh, explored yeah, deeper here. Explored mm-hmm. deeper. Yeah. And yeah, so I think she kind of becomes the heart of the movie in a way, uh, Madeline's mm. character, which is good, I suppose. I'm not saying that she's the best Bond girl or anything, but mm. she's a pretty big part. No, no. I think mm. if, if if one like connects with her character and their romance, I think it's or like relationship also. I think that's like a central part of both. Not not as much spectacle. Mm. Central part of this working much more for them. I think. Yeah, yeah. Central yeah. part of this mm. working, and yeah. also the fact that you know, the fact that Craig's character ultimately realizes, you know, mm. after going through all of that, mm. he gets he gets infected with that blood. Which mm. would infect Madeline if he comes near. Mm. So the only choice he can make is exactly the opposite of the choice he had to make in the first scene. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The opposite. The first choice he made in the first scene is he sent her away. Sent her away. Yeah. Mm. But he's alive, and this time mm. he realizes that the only way he can survive is, you know, just to be away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm. to be away, mm. and I. And that was heartbreaking in a way, but also mm. cathartic because mm. I think Craig, I think Craig actually acted acted his ass off in that scene. Mm. The way he's standing there and waiting for the missiles to come, and mm. you know, that scene is heavily emotional. I mean, I mm. think I shed a tear in that scene. Mm. I was like, mm. "Damn it! Damn mm. you! Damn you, movie!" <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking twelve forty-five in the afternoon, and I'm shedding a tear at the James Bond movie. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, so from an emotional standpoint, I think this movie is, works very well mm. because mm. this is the only Bond movie where a where one iteration of a Bond is actually allowed to end. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like all of the other bonds, their last movies were just movies before they were replaced. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before yeah. they were replaced, nobody nobody talks about them. Like mm. uh, Diamonds Are Forever is Sean Connery's last movie. After that, Roger. Or Never Say Never Again. You know. <laughs> unofficial. But it's unofficial. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going there. Uh, so. But. And then we. Roger Moore's was uh, uh, a view to a kid. Yeah. yeah. Extremely bad movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, dear Lord. And then 
Dalton's was uh, licensed to kill. Licensed to kill, which was like abrupt, completely. Heavily underrated, by the way. I mm. like that movie a lot. And then yeah. Brosnan is Die Another Day. None of these final movies of any Bond character is has ever been that good. Mm. Except George Lazenby, huh? His film ended. Yeah, because on the... that's his only first movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ending sort of, you know. <laughs> Is is one of the that is why it made one of like, the best endings. One yeah, of the yeah. best endings. And one of my favorite Bond movies before the end. This is one of her Majesty's Secret Service, right? Okay. 1969, no? Or yeah. 69. So 69. here, yeah. so here's the callbacks to One of Majesty's Secret Service. It's like that romance which is becoming an integral part of Bond's life. Mm. That is. Very heavily inspired from Honor Majesty's Secret Service because mm. Tracy Bond, Tracy Vincenzo, she was a gangster's daughter. Mm. Okay. And she was an extremely capable woman. She is played by Diana Reid, mm-hmm. Game of yeah, Thrones, yeah. Name, Game of Thrones, name, Lady Olena Tyrell. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Diana Reid is amazing in that movie. She's the reason mm. why you should watch that. And her. relationship with lazen her relationship with bond is extremely pivotal for that entire movie mm-hmm. so spoiler alert for a i don't know 6 to 12 i think 50 year old above 50 year old movie spoiler alert go ahead yeah 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 uh, tracy dies in the last mm-hmm. scene because mm-hmm. blofeld shoots her no 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 ha blofeld shoots her or the Blofeld's lady shoot. yeah yeah i think the lady arma bond or something anyway yeah so, yeah he shoots her in the head and the last scene is her dead body is lying there a police yeah. car comes in bond is cradling her body mm. and the police car says is everything alright is everything alright right? yeah yeah and bond says no no everything is fine she's just going to wake up we have all the time in the world yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. okay oh yeah like no. that ending breaks you it's hard breaking yeah yeah definitely <laughs> Wow, I I I didn't know James Bond films went that grim. Yeah, uh, it was, it was. Yeah, wow. you should check out Timothy Dalton also if you if you want to check yeah. out that kind that side of his. You know, the slightly darker, the slightly darker. slash emotional. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so are yeah. you suggesting that I just like slightly emotionally darker films? <laughs> oh, no, that you do anyway. <laughs> I do, I do. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. Or, or uh, if I can self plug, or if I can self plug, follow my list. I yes. listed all of those movies, so it's okay. Like, I will, I will do. <laughs> yeah, that will work. And yeah. yeah, so in that regard, I I appreciated, I absolutely mm. appreciated the fact that Honor Majesty's Secret Service was so so referenced here because mm. I think mm. even as an ending, that's how it should be. Mm. And yeah, and so yeah, uh, I think No Time to Die. I think No Time to Die is a very befitting end to the character of Craig's Bond. I think I am glad that this movie exists and Spectre was not the last movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> that I. Not even I will agree. Don't. <laughs> everyone agrees to that. Yeah. I am yeah. glad that this movie exists. I am glad that I have a five movie character arc of a single Bond throughout the movie, which I can mm. watch and I can see yeah. the character yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout. Mm. And. I think, genuinely speaking, Daniel Craig's version of Bond is one of the most impactful versions of Bond I have seen in a while. Mm. Yeah, Connery is still the greatest because he was the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm. defined the template. Mm. 
there is no yeah. question mm. about it he defined the template but it's like mm. after that you are you will be hard pressed to find a version which is so much more like mm. like craig mm. like mm. i know i know tons of people like you do who have only seen the craig movies mm. and they are very and they are very very you know kind of hesitant to venture into the other movies because they don't know whether they will like the tone yeah i mean i've been told uh, to stay away from roger moore so i've i've yeah. been like, dreading it only <laughs> yeah yeah no, don't, don't. Like... i mean i mean you can still watch the first two uh, roger moore movies i think first two three hmm. uh, from russia with love first no first from russia with love is connery first three first three okay. moore movies oh not from russia with love uh, what's Even the let die? no Even no no, let... no. I'm talking about the Roger Wood third uh, Roger movie, which which came before the Moon. The Spy Who Loved Me. The Spy, spy Who Loved Me. Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can watch that. You can also watch until I think, uh, for your eyes only. Also, I think. Yeah. But beyond that, I like that, the movie a lot. I like the movie a lot. Beyond yeah. that, it's it's like almost unwatchable. Uh, okay. Octopussy I won't say. And I won't say. Un- I won't say unwatchable. It's like it's a. It was a different time. Ha! Hmm. Huh, I mean, unwatchable for people who aren't who've not. had that you know nostalgia so can experience with bond as such uh, or you know who've been fans i think so if you are going with the objective of watching every bond film then you are going to watch those films anyway right and yeah, i'm going probably go- going to do that in any <laughs> case so, yeah <laughs> but a, but if you if, if you're just doing it for the sake that you that you've been assigned you know <laughs> to watch um, a, a roger moore movie just not you can skip <laughs> Okay. You can skip. Yeah, it. definitely skip Moonraker unless you want to see Bond actually going to outer space. space. But other than that, yeah, definitely so, skip Moonraker. I mean, Fast and Furious. Is I there, mean, yeah, this was Fast they, and Furious. They, 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 they reached there. They reached yeah. there before. They reached there. there. Okay. Okay. Bond has done a lot of things before Tom Donato did. So <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not talk so, about the movies. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, in in closing thoughts. uh i'd like to say i mean closing thoughts went a little longer than expected but anyway <laughs> yeah, but um like, we are retrospecting bond right so it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I, for sure i unabashedly love this franchise i have grown mm. up with it okay, yeah like same i i saw all of the bond movies when i was i think 15 14 or 15 years old mm mm-hmm. mm I have seen all of them until that point. I think Casino Royale came out in two thousand six. I think I was fourteen mm. or fifteen. So until mm. that time, I had seen all of them, and mm. I saw them on repeat. So it's like I love all of them. What's and all, I love all of them. I yep. completely appreciate, completely appreciate which movies are utter crap. Mm. <laughs> completely appreciate which are cam. Mm. So I mm. love that this franchise has you know. Expanded to fifty years, you know. Mm. There is a reason. going to going to sixty now. Going to sixty. Mm. There is a reason why a franchise has been around for sixty years. Mm. They knew how to change, so it's mm. like that's cool. That's a very cool thing to see. And yeah. within that sixty years, to craft an era which is mm. completely self-contained, completely mm. unique, mm. and yet one of the most well known of the eras of the bonds by far one of the most well known of the eras so mm. that's an achievement and yeah. we mm. can thank we can thank because 
bond is very much associated with their actor mm. so at the very least we have to thank daniel craig for that because mm. he did it mm. yeah he did it even though he wanted to you know cut his hand off and not do another ball movie as an inspector slash his wrists yeah because i understand you shot the entire film with a broken foot i can understand why your metal space wouldn't be very good but mm. yeah and you know what if you think about it the amount mm. of amount of things that happened backstage with this movie mm. mm. the amount of delays the amount of director changes the amount of writer mm. changes and everything the mm. fact that this movie comes out the fact that this movie nails that emotional angle mm-hmm. i think i'm able to overlook most of the other parts because the mm. other parts which work they definitely work mm-hmm. the action scenes yeah. definitely work fukunaga mm. is a great director there is no doubt about it and he shoots his heart out that mm. forest sequence where the Uh, the uh, the Norway Norway thing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the car flips yeah. over in front of him and just goes yeah. goes beside him oh yeah, yeah what yeah. a shot what, what a, a shot, shot. Yeah. yeah dude <laughs> that is genius shot and it's like yeah. that entire staircase sequence is fantastic mm. Uh, mm. then him shooting suddenly looking back and shooting and that entire sequence is literally looks like a gun barrel Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, yeah. Even, even um, the the whole red color boat scene was. I I really like that one as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Where he goes mm. to meet uh, Felix. Mm. I like yeah. really like. I thought it was like such yeah. a well shot. Um, This and probably uh, Skyfall both have like super oh, yeah, yeah. expressionistic sort of. I mean, Skyfall is like has is like an art gallery of images sometimes. Skyfall, <laughs> you can just it's a it's an Instagram movie. Yeah, yeah you can just because, screenshot anything and put it. Yeah, it's Roger Deakins, the man's yeah, a genius. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Sam Mendes was so impressed that that's why you get like so many wide shots. Like uh, I was while rewatching it recently, mm. like even in the during the last sequence when he lights the manor on fire. While he's oh, walking yeah, away, yeah, yeah. you get like six times you get like a shot Huge. which is which, uh, yeah, which yeah. like showing yeah, which I'm like go ahead show it mm. it's so good. <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think? Uh, why do you think Mendes hired Deakins for 1970? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The fire stuff is there in 1917 also, right? Yeah, oh, that that ruins sequence. That also, entire right? sequence is just brilliant. It's, yeah. It's oh yeah. A nightmare. Oh, yeah. And oh yeah, yeah. Jarhead also. I think Jarhead also. He I shot. I haven't. Seen there is the, there is one sequence in Jarhead where it's like all the, the, the fire smoke again. clouds Same and everything. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I'll tell you what. One of the impressive things about Spectre in a way was, I think Van Hoytmer shot it right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He he made London look like a dystopic nightmare. That entire mm. London was bathed in yellow. Mm. All the buildings were empty. It looked like a ruined city. It looked like mm. a nightmare headish scape mm. in a way. Mm. That was also well I done. I don't remember so much, mm. but yeah. Anyway, I mean, nobody even respected <laughs> that much, so that's fine. Hey. <laughs> uh, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think any of the Bond movies are this well shot. Mm. I don't think any of the Bond movies are this well edited. And mm. oh yeah, of course. And I don't think any of the Bond movies like had any. Such great action sequences like Casino Royale or mm. even yeah, Skyfall. To this was this was uh, this was edited by Tom Cross, Tom Cross. Yeah. who edited uh, Whiplash. Yeah. 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 So and even No Time to Die because No Time to Die and some brilliant action sequences. So it's like mm. 
yeah this is like modern day movie making just evolved for james bond again which is yeah good classic no, no, it's very good very good yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean i mean those are like very fitting words for for uh, closing thoughts i don't i don't think so i want to say anything any more beyond this <laughs> because i think i'll just ruin ruin it any <laughs> beyond this um but yeah i think this was a really really good episode um we spoke about so much so much in depth about craig's work and uh, everything that has happened from the beginning till the end and uh, i mean it's nice to talk to someone who's like a hardcore bond fan and you know get to know so much more about that i probably didn't know um about a lot about bond thankfully uh, but... i didn't get in thankfully i didn't get into the kevin mcnory and the eon case that would have been another <laughs> oh, long yeah, I mean, that's a, that's another that's another story to to tell yeah that's another entire yeah. story to unpack Let's go. Amartya, do do you want to plug in your uh, reviews and place yeah. like okay, where, yeah, wherever okay. you write for whatever you write? For. Yeah, so I write in Letterbox, same name Amartya Acharya. I write a lot. Most of my reviews you will find there, mm. and uh, I write for Hyon Films. I write mm. for Popcorn Pixel. Mm. Sometimes I write for Ace and Apple, another blog. I even have my own blog which I don't update that much like I used to, <laughs> but mm. sometimes I do. pop culture wordpress you will find it on letterbox i mm. have a twitter i have a twitter account and it's i don't which is which is the same amartya acharya yeah yeah @omoto12567 because i created it a long time back and i wasn't just <laughs> imaginative so i'll, I'll link all of those in in bio anyway <laughs> yeah yeah thanks and it's like and yeah so if you if you like this much you know ravings and this much you know <laughs> uh how to say this articulated meanderings you will find most of it in reviews anyway because my reviews yeah. are kind of like that anyway articulated meanderings we need more uh, raves and articulated meanderings yeah, yeah. i think so it's good for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some of my editors like iron prince editors some of them are literally like dude come on do at least a grammar check <laughs> <laughs> Do at least no, a grammar no. check. Come on, it's like just tell them you write forty-two reviews a month. How many? How much grammar check? I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that because we're right. I should do a grammar check. <laughs> yeah. No, but this uh, is the really like I don't know how do you even pull off forty-two. I can't imagine writing five a month. <laughs> like I get tired thinking about writing five. You are not the only one. Even I get tired. When I saw the number, I literally asked myself, "What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing your whole oh, life?" <laughs> crazy. But anyway, um, yeah. So again, I think this is a really good episode. Uh, please show. Please make. Please be sure to follow us on Spotify. Uh, it helps us a lot. It helps us to reach out to a lot of people. Um, please follow us on Instagram at Queen Is Dead dot Film Podcast. um and you can dm us suggestions and you can talk to us about whatever things you'd like to talk us uh, you'd want us to talk about um or any other suggestions that you'll have um follow uh, dhruv or at uh, terminal cinema on instagram you can follow me at pixel baba if you want to or don't this is the episode uh, <laughs> this is wow. the episode uh, <laughs> khatam